your presence is overwhelming. There's nothing like your presence. Just behold just, just want to see you a little bit. Can I touch you, Lord? Will you touch me? Here in this place, here in this place just you and me. Everything's so clear. Everything's so clear and free. Now I am free. William McDowell, sing that, brother. Just you you and me. Every time I hear that song, the anointing of God just pours Don't out on me. This is Apostle and Prophet Chris Ward. We're talking about sovereign faith. Sovereign faith, and as we look at the, um, the the definition for that, there's it's it's in varying levels. Let's look at it because I'm, I'm gonna start this off because I'm going somewhere with this. Sovereign faith, supreme power, especially over a body politic. So you you start where somebody has supreme power over you. When you first get saved, Jesus is the only one that's supposed to have supreme power over you. But, you know, you have to you have to learn to go to the next step. The next step says, okay, freedom from external control. So you get saved and you go from being a baby Christian to growing up. And at some point after the age of 12, if you've been raised in the word and you've been filled with the spirit and you raised in a household where Jesus is Lord, you start to make your own decisions. Hello, I don't need to ask my mama, can I make a peanut butter sandwich? We live in a house of prosperity. There's plenty of peanut butter, plenty of bread, and I like strawberry jam, and I'm going to make me a sandwich. And as long as it's not before, right before dinner, it's going to mess up a plan that my mom and my dad had, and guess what? They'll let me eat, eat them. I don't know how many peanut butter sandwiches I had in my life. <laughs> Ooh. Listen, a good P&J. <laughs> I'm, y'all might be able to tell I'm a little hungry right now. I'm sitting here <laughs> talking about some lasagna in the break between shows. <laughs> anyway, you got to laugh at yourself sometimes. But number two says freedom from external control. Now watch this. C is when you go to controlling influence. You have controlling influence. So you went, you go from being under body politic. Okay. To freedom from external control, where you're not under nobody, to having control and influence. It's called going from just self-dominion to authority. Sovereign faith gives you authority over everything around you. And all the people around you. If you got a business and you're busy trying to go forward, trying to do something just other than just survive. Now, we want to pick this up in. So we're talking about sovereign faith. Uh, let's pick this up in Jeremiah uh, 17, 1. The sin of Judah is written with a pen of iron and with the point of a diamond. It is graven upon the table of your heart and upon the horns of your altars. Your altars is your house. That's where most people spend most of their time. 
is in their house. Now, a lot of people working a lot. But right now, it's a lot of people that ain't working a lot. They spend, listen, they had a year where they spent time in their house. And they set up altars. Altars are where you go to practice religion or tradition. What time do you eat? What time do you wake up? How much, what kind of groceries you like? Those are all altars, okay? Matter of fact, let's just look at this word here. An altar, well, wow, that's it. That's simple. It says an altar came from the primitive word to slaughter an animal, usually in sacrifice, kill, offer. So it's talking about the place where you sacrifice your time, where you sacrifice your, 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 your body, where you sacrifice. That's your altar. Whilst their children remember their altars, their habits, their iniquities, and their groves, the, place with the places that they like to go worship in, by the great trees up on the high hills. Now, this is specifically talking about anytime you worship anything other than God, it's an idol. This is talking about idol worship of the people of Israel at the time. Okay. This is, oh, my mountain. Read that for me. Verse three. Oh, my mountain in the field, I will give thy substance and all thy treasures to the spoil and thy high places for sin throughout all thy borders. You, you're not going to have no money. He said, I'm going to give you substance to somebody else. Somebody else who wants to take control and influence for kingdom good. Oh, they're mature Christians. They've obeyed, meditated, and loved the word of God, the principles. The power of God has come on to them. They, they have controlling influence now. When you give your testimony to somebody in the middle of the street, at the church, at the supermarket, at the gas station, at, at the car dealer, I got to stop. My, my van needs some, some washing fluid. I got to stop somewhere at the car service place, get some washing fluid put in there because my windows get dirty, Okay. We live in close proximity to the airport, and the planes is going over, and they dropping, they dropping uh, jet fuel fumes. And when I get in in the morning, first thing I do is I start it up and let it start running, and then I turn the 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 the, the, the windshield wipers on with some wiper fluid. So I got to get some more. But I can be standing there talking to somebody about Jesus. Hello, good morning. Oh, my mountain in the field, I will give thy substance. This word substance, let's look at it. A force, kahil, that's, that can be your time, means, or other resources, an army, wealth, virtue, valor, strength. So the, 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 your time is part of kahil. What do you spend your time doing? Because it's not just money. It says an army, wealth, virtue, valor, or strength. Whatever you spend your time doing meets that definition. And it can be a group of people that have not escaped body politic. Hello. Have not escaped what the county said. Have not escaped the, 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 the section eight. Have not escaped. He says, I'll give all your substance and all thy treasures. Ooh, there's that word treasures. Ooh, I love it. Is that the same word that's in? It says depository. Your bank account's gonna be emptied out. Why? Because you're not you you're not reverencing God. Armory, cellar, garner, storehouse, oyster is the is the is the is the word for it. oyster. It's the Jewish word for it. It's the Hebrew word for it. House, housely. 
Let's see. Is that the same one that's in, uh, let's see, Isaiah chapter 6, the burden of the beast. No, I don't think so. No. Oh, Isaiah 45. Yes, it is. It says, Isaiah 45, 3 says, and I will give the, the treasuries of darkness and the hidden riches. Now, that's a promise. We're going to go there and look at that because that's contrary to this after we look at this here, okay? Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 4, it was, verse 3 says, O my mountain in the field, I will give thy substance and all thy treasuries to the spoil. Oh, my God, you're going to be broke as hell. And thy high places for sin throughout all the borders. Them places that you go where you doing doing stuff that you know God is not with. You never once talked to the Holy Spirit about it because, listen, we looked at last week. Go back and get the show from the one before this. Was we went to Luke chapter 8. We're talking about sovereign faith. But then we went to John chapter 14 where Jesus said, The things that I do shall you do also and even greater things. Okay. And he said, in, I think it's uh, 14, 16, he said, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. That the Father will not leave you comfortless, that he will send you the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit to help you between the, the dots and the tittles, between the verse 1 and verse 4. You need the Holy Spirit to help you. Because this world we live in now is so sinful. It, the, the sin is off the chain. The world's sin is at full mass, idol worshiping, what people do, how they do, people speeding up and down the street. I'm coming down here. It looks like every time I get on Manchester Boulevard to come to the studio, it's always a fool on the other side of the street. Traffic is moving at 40 miles an hour, okay? This guy is in the left lane with a double yellow line. He see the light coming up and there's a the, the uh, a turn lane to come in. He wasn't turning. He went from 40 to 70 miles an hour and the other turn lane was headed right for him. And he went by all the track. It was about 10 cars in front of him. He went, I mean, he had a car that would run now and it was noisy as hell, okay? He wanted everybody to see, I'm Speed Ray. Go Speed Ray, sir. Spritling Chim Chim. Okay, and he he dug just back on the left to get on the other side of the double yellow line after he drove through the turn lane of the traffic coming the opposite direction. If the you don't need a, if you don't need the Holy Spirit, I'll take your portion because I need him right now. This is a this is a world off the chain, and the Holy and you know a lot of people say, well, you know the pandemic, the pandemic, all it did was expose and exaggerate what's already in people. Stupid. This wasn't no new car that he had. He didn't just get it in 2020 or 2019. He been had the car, but now he's driving stupider than ever. And there's stupid people out here. I can't even look at the regular news. Every time I do, somebody getting killed, somebody getting shot, the police, and, and, and get, it's just too much. That and, and all of it comes out of being broke. Okay, you can say what you want to, and being not unrighteous because... You know, if you go back, we we started in Luke chapter eight, okay, where 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 he told us, well, Jesus told the disciples, go go, let's go to the other side, and the storm popped up, and he calmed the storm, and they said, what manner of man is this? This is an obedient man who's following God, who knows his purpose, who has sovereign faith, and is using it to save other people. 
Duh, is that the model that we're all supposed to have? I think so. And when you do that, then guess what? You can get out of this verse one through four. Verse four, read that. And though even thyself shall discontinue from thy heritage. Mm. And and though even thyself shall discontinue from thy heritage that I gave thee. Oh! And I will cause thee to serve thy enemies. Oh! Don't cause me to be a servant. Cause thee to serve thy enemies in the land which thou knowest not. Oh! Don't move me around from place to place. I'm homeless. For you have kindled a fire in my anger which shall burn forever. Now, when you talk about sovereign faith, there's no way sovereign faith, you can ever get to sovereign faith unless you're going to do things the way God wants you to do it. You cannot do it. You cannot, listen, you, listen, you cannot go from California to New York going north and south. You're going to have to get on something to say east. Okay? I lived in Dayton, Ohio. was grew up in Dayton, Ohio. Okay? And we had we had 70, I-70 that ran through Dayton, and we had I-75. I-70 was east and west. No, I'm, excuse me, yes, east and west. 75 was north and south. My grandma lived in Cincinnati, which was south of Dayton. He couldn't get on 70. There wasn't no way for him to get on 70 going east and west and get south. We'd still be trying to get to Cincinnati. That started, I can, I can remember, 63, 61 years ago. And I'm 65 years young. And as you can tell, I'm not short on anything, especially confidence in God. And I'll transfer it to you right now in Jesus' name. Wake up. Let's go. He said, and thou even thyself shall discontinue from thine inheritance that I give, that I gave thee. It's already done. When Jesus went to the cross, he gave us a heritage of all that God is, all that he has, and all that he can do inside of divine health. Well, let's start with healing, restoration, and health. Those are the three levels. Because when you get sick and you get hurt, you need healing. And then the healing has to keep going until you get, what, restored. And then once you get restored, you need to you need to talk about divine health, moving into a place where you don't you don't ain't, you ain't on no medication. You don't really need no vaccine. Now I know a lot of people say, "Oh boy, I done, I done kicked a kicked a group, stepped on a gorilla's toe, and slapped him in the head when I said that." Because you got all these politicians and all these entertainers talking about make yourself safe. Ain't but one thing can make yourself safe, and that's the word and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Read Psalms 91. No hurt, harm, danger, no plague. No sickness or disease should come nigh me in my dwelling. If I dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Who? Who? Hey, hey. That's where I live, y'all. And you need to come on up to divine healing. And the third part is abundance, increase, prosperity, wealth, and riches. That's the heritage he left us. So if you broke, it's your own problem. You created it. All you got to do is start reading this Bible. Listen, when I first got saved, I'll never forget this. I was the 30. Okay. Well, I got saved when I was 12. Never went to a church. Never read the Bible. Just, you know, just went through life. Began, got into professional football and got into all kinds of debauchery. 
the more money you have, the more debauchery you can get in if you don't have the word as your guider and the Holy Spirit as your comforter to keep you out of trouble. Okay? And everything failed. The heritage of the house that I had been raised in, my mom and them didn't believe in all that. And I was doing drugs and drinking and just acting a fool after I got out there at 30 years of age. And I gave my life to the Lord and I got saved through a good old Southern Baptist minister named Jimmy Swaggart. And then I got saved by another Southern Baptist minister. Well, he was a, I think Jimmy Swaggart was a Pentecostal. But uh, what's the what's the what's the bishop the singing bishop down there the crooning bishop down Paul Morton got saved went to his church and confessed Jesus publicly which you, which you need to do okay and I started reading my Bible I started reading my Bible and I said Lord I don't even know if I can make it back from where I'm at. I wasn't raised that way. The heritage you gave me in the house. My parents were not religious. They didn't run the church every every time the church doors open. Matter of fact, I don't ever remember going to church with my parents. They worked too much. My dad worked 100 hours and my mother worked 60 hours. And our church was, um, my dad would come home from work on Saturday afternoon and we were fried chickens. They had Mr. Dubro. Dubro and Sons. It's a truck, like an ice cream truck or taco truck go down the street. Well, he wasn't selling no ice cream, no tacos. He was selling fresh fryers, chicken fryers. My dad would go and buy about three or four chickens and he would cut them up. And this would be about, he'd get home early on Saturday and he and I would spend Saturday afternoon and watch the ball games and cook chicken and just, it was good fellowship. And then our church started the next morning, my mother was at work. In the morning, she would get up and fix a big breakfast, and we would all sit together. But it was in the house of God. There was Bibles everywhere. I just never took the time to read none of them. My mother was always, she always had her daily reader and stuff like that, and she disciplined me. And after I came back home, she said, Chris, I didn't raise you this way. I didn't raise you to be like that. I don't know where you got that, but don't you bring that stuff in my house no more. You better straighten up and fly right. She said, "What well, this?" And then after that, she kept saying, "What's the plan?" I heard that every day. Look, what's the plan? You're not gonna put your big old feet under my table all day long, and I'm I'm a, I'm a senior citizen, and your dad a senior citizen, and you come home after you had such an austacious uh, start. NFL, all pro, Ohio State Hall of Fame, and then you come home broke, busted, disgusted, and divorced. What's the plan? Read verse 5 for me. That said the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. So you, you got to get to a place where when we talk about sovereign faith, fear and doubt and unbelief, get the show before this one and go back and, li and listen to it, is sin. You are pulling down the heritage that God gave you. And if you were raised in a decent family, they didn't have to listen. Nobody has perfect parents. Parenting is, a, is not a perfect art. You have good parents, you have indifferent parents, and you have bad parents. And most of them, good, bad, or indifferent, they stumbling through life trying to figure out how to raise you to be something more than they were. That's the one my dad, that was one of my dad's favorite, favorite cry. I want you to do better than me. I went to, uh, I used to go to work with him on Sunday. We would eat breakfast and sometimes he would eat. And I said, Daddy, can I go to work with you today? Yeah, because at, he worked at the Cadillac dealership and most of the time nobody was there. And he had 
eight hours of work to do. And I would play in the new Cadillacs. Woo-wee. I'm believing God for a new Cadillac right now. I had one. I got a Mercedes. And then now I want to go back to a Cadillac. I saw a, v, a CT5 V-Series, which is the big sedan, and rode it at a car show. And I was like, oh, this is sweet. But I would play in the cars and watch my dad work. Okay? Because they never had this. They didn't read and study and meditate. They didn't have a good teacher, a good mentor, like I'm mentoring you on the radio right now. Hello? Thus said the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man and maketh flesh his arm and whose heart departed from the Lord. For he should be like a heath in the desert and shall not see the, when good cometh. For he should be like a heat. He going to be in, in hot places. The heat going to be on him in the desert. It's going to be hot and thirsty and shall not see when good cometh. There'll be opportunities, situations, places, and things that God bring to your life and you not even able to comprehend that it's a blessing from God. Why? Your mind, your soul is not renewed. You're not trying to do nothing by faith. You got you to operate by faith. But she'll inhabit the parched places in the wilderness. And I mean to tell you, in, this, in California, one of the most beautiful states, beautiful beaches, million-dollar homes by the – this is probably a half a billion million-dollar homes in California, beautiful neighborhoods. And we have the – I believe we have the biggest homeless problem in the whole country. Now, I hadn't seen all 50 states. But I'm willing to say if we ain't number one, we in the top two or three where states are concerned with homelessness. And I'm trying to do something about it. For he shall, it says here, for he shall be like the heath in the desert and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land, and not inhabit it. My wife went to uh, minister to one of our ministry partners, uh, mother, and she was telling me, and she's a, she's a vet and she's in there for some treatment. And she was telling me that the vets is all around the, all around the VA. They live in tents. And then I, I was saying, speaking to another veteran on the project. He said, yeah, they, they intense cause they won't go inside the building. They don't want to come inside. Verse seven is where I want to get blessed is the man that trusted in the Lord. And whose hope, and whose hope the Lord is. Now watch this. And then we're done. I know y'all tired of listening to me. I'm hammering. I'm building a house, building God's house. I'm building God's house inside of you. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Watch this. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is, for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters. Ooh, gonna live a watered life. And that spreadeth out her roots in the river, well supplied, and, and shall not see what? When the heat cometh, but her leaves shall be green and shall not be careful in the year drought. What? I ain't worried about what COVID did to the to the to the to the to the to the economy. I'm moving this thing forward. But her leaves shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Woo! This Apostle and Prophet Chris Ward, repeat this prayer after me. I want you to say this prayer. Say, Father, 
I believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ for my sins. I was a sinner. I receive salvation right now. I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sin. I believe he, he went to hell and for three days and three nights and was resurrected for, from the dead. I ask you to come into my heart and save me, Lord, in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, you can call me at 424-261-328. You can email me at wardint at hotmail.com. You can visit me every Saturday morning at 9815 South Vermont Avenue, the Do Right Christian Church at 930. We are there live on YouTube going to potentially eight and a half billion people. This is the possible word. I love you with the love of the Lord. Have some faith now. Let's go. Please call me at 424-261-3208. And we will minister to you. If you do not get an answer right away, okay, leave a message. It'll be transcribed. And somebody from me or our ministry partners will get with you. We fed. How many people do we normally feed when we go out there to do the feed program? It's two miles of cars. It's two miles of cars. Okay, if you line the cars up, bumping, bumping the trunk, it's two miles. Hundreds of people receive a whole grocery basket full of food. So now you have received Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior. I want you to call so I can personally pray, pray for you. So I can personally lead you to get filled with the Holy Spirit. So I can talk to you and touch you. Or you can write me a letter, Ward International, P.O. Box 1365, Inglewood, California, 90308. You can email me at wardint at hotmail.com. You can go to G-A-M-N dot L-I-F-E. G is in girl, A is in Arnold, M is in Mary, N is in Nancy, dot life, and hit the donation button and send us some money. Okay. But we want to talk to you. I need you to, you can text me at that number, 424-261-3208. We love you with the love of the Lord. We would love to see you. Love to see you. At 9815 South Vermont Avenue. That's the Durack Christian Church on Saturday morning. Somebody said, why Saturday? Because I'm an apostle and prophet. And I'm in the streets. More than, I minister more in the streets and spend more hours ministering in the streets and to people individually than I do sitting up in the church, jumping up and down. Okay, I'm bringing the word. I'm dropping it like it's hot. It's not going to be filtered. It's not going to be sheltered. I'm bringing to you. I'm bringing you the straight skinny on the kingdom and everything else that you need. Write me a check. Make the check payable to Ward International. Okay, and you can send it to PO Box 1360. Send the check addressed to Ward International and made out to Ward International. You can send it to PO Box 1365, Inglewood, California. I mean to tell you. I'm making a jump to millionairehood. One transaction is going to make me a millionaire here shortly. I already got the paperwork for it. And I'm saying that to you because when you sow into a prosperous man's life, okay, when you sow into a prosperous man's life, that anointing, and you listen to the words that he's telling you, and you sow your seed into his life, into his ministry, into his business, Prosperity comes all over you. The same prosperous spirit, the angels pay attention to you more because now 
you are actually giving something to someone who is getting it. We have souls anywhere from, I'd say, 10 to what we had 45. We had 70-something souls saved last week between our group, okay? And we'll be getting some more this week. I don't care. And listen, I don't need a mega church to, to reach mega people. We're going to reach them because we love them. We're going to reach them because God says so. And we are prospering. I'm telling you, it's prosperous to follow the Lord. The Bible says you shall not see when the drought come. You won't be thirsty and hungry and living in an uninhabited land under a bridge somewhere. And that's the, ma that's the major thing. So I just want you to know you're free. We're going to let William McDowell take you on out. We love you with the love of the Lord. 424-261-3208.